0: Welcome to The Power of 10, a brand new series brought to you by Decathlon. The Power of 10 is a mix of one-to-one interviews plus some positive health tips. It's all about providing advice on how to improve your well-being both in body and in mind. We've got an impressive selection of talented guests lined up for the podcast series, all ready to impart their knowledge, advice and secrets for improving your fitness. Each episode will provide you with an easy take-home message to help improve your mind and body. I'm Brian Bell, a five-time Olympic skier turned reporter and presenter. I've been to a total of 10 Winter Olympic Games. Joining me in this episode of The Power of 10 is Aliash Ali Aliash made his debut on BBC's Strictly Come Dancing back in 2013. And in that first year, he won the series with Abby Clancy, In 2015, he reached the quarterfinals with actress Helen George, while 2016 saw him bow out in week eight with partner Daisy Lowe. But in 2017, he was back in the final with Gemma Atkinson, eventually just missing out to winners Joe McFadden and Katja Jones. He danced with newsreader Kate Silverton in 2018, vice-countess Emma Weymouth in 2019. This year, he's dancing with Radio 1 DJ Clara Ampho. And we're extremely lucky to speak to Aliash right now as he's in his studio, just about to begin his daily rehearsal with Clara. So Aliash, uh, Dobro Dan. Dobro Dan, dober Dan. That's the limit, unfortunately, in my Slovenian. <laughs> <It's> dobro Dan. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a very good effort, Graham. Very, <laughs> very good effort. Very good effort. Dobro Dan. <laughs> So um, how on earth do you find time for anything other than dancing? Do you live, sleep, breathe dancing? I do, Graham, I do. Mainly I just would go get up, have some food,
1: go to dance, go home, get some rest and repeat. But uh, obviously when, when Strictly is on, the schedule is hectic. You, you would rehearse from you know, Monday to Thursday, Friday studio, Saturday studio, Sunday studio. Uh, so it kind of goes seven days a week, really. Uh, so that would sort of take out I would say about five months, six months with all the group numbers being recorded or pre-recorded before, then when Strictly is not on it's tours, Jeanette and I have done three amazing tours around the country and uh, I've done one with the boys last year, with Giovanni and Gorka, so yeah, life does uh, involve dancing constantly I would say on every step of the way.
0: You're in the middle of the series right now, have you peaked uh, your fitness level, so you the fittest you're going to be this year
1: for sure, for sure, we always sort of time our our body you know readiness uh, to to august when uh, when our pro uh, rehearsals start for all the group numbers, so uh, I always sort of tend to tend to be really careful when the summer starts you know, you know when 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 people say you know uh, getting ready for that summer body. Uh, Well, my summer body starts in October because that's when I'm on, (laughs) that's when I get to be on Strictly. So, yeah, definitely this year because of lockdown and everything. I wasn't really super active through the lockdown. So for sure, this year more than any other year, I'm I'm at my fittest now. Yeah. So what do you uh, what do you put it down to your level of fitness? Dancing is such a specific discipline, if you like, that you know the only way you you improve your stamina and your uh, and your dancing ability is through just solely dancing. Obviously, you can run, you can do some endurance exercises, but uh, dancing is a funny thing. I've been teaching so many people that go to the gym constantly, that would work out even twice a day regularly in in their lives. And after about two minutes of dancing, none of them can breathe. And it's really interesting to see. Uh, So I would say that my dancing stamina, yes, mainly comes from dancing. and And that goes back to when I was competing. I used to love practicing hours and hours and hours. And uh, obviously, you, you lose some of that as the years go go on. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. so <laughs> The recovery is a bit longer now from every single day of practicing, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, pretty much dance every day.
0: Is there any time constraints that they put on the training schedule? or, or can, you, can you push it longer as, as long as they can your celebrity can cope? Uh, yeah, uh, with lovely
1: Clara. I have to say she's absolutely lovely. With the, with the training schedule, this is actually the first year that I get to sort of only spend with her this limited amount of hours a day because she does work on the, on the BBC Radio, BBC Radio 1, and uh, she finishes her show around 1 o'clock and then uh, I give her some time for lunch. So we normally start rehearsals about 2.30 or, or 3 o'clock. And then it just depends how how long uh, we can really stay, stay up, really, how, how long she can sort of stay focused. Uh, so I would say we generally rehearse up until about 9 p.m. Uh, normally, I would like to rehearse on, on, on strictly from about eight to nine hours a day. But, you know, we always have to uh, make sure that that celebrities, if they do have any work as well, that they get a proper rest and uh, they look after their bodies as well. We've been training now for about six, seven weeks. And, uh, yeah, I I say even through the... Through the hours we rehearse, you, you can see how much the stamina is improving with the, with the celebrities.
0: So how important is fitness for your, for your mental health? Uh, you know, what role does it play in de-stressing and getting a good, good kind of attitude on life? Huge role, huge role. And I
1: really realized that this year, uh, with not being able to perform every day, with our tours being canceled, uh, I pretty much didn't dance from last, Chris- uh, from last Strictly, from last Christmas. And uh, that's never happened to me, really. Prior to Strictly, I was doing uh, uh, theater shows, which was eight shows a week, and uh, so this year, with not being able to dance, unknowingly I sort of was missing something. As soon as we got back into the Strictly machine, and uh, we got in into that sort of bubble that we created with all the professionals, which we all took a bit like a boot camp, we danced every single day from morning to the evening. And then we would hang out, and I, I would really, really notice in then how, how happy it makes me. Not that lockdown sort of, you know, I wasn't happy. It was really uncertain times, but that dancing is what you know, would change my mood of the day, if you know what I mean. If you wake up in a funny mood, as soon as I got to a studio, I, I, I always end up being happy. That's why you always see me smile, because I do dance most of the
0: time. <laughs> And how important is it to uh, to get your physique right so that you look good on screen?
1: You know, it's it's like any sort of physical ac- activity, anyone that does that, you know, uh, body is your tool, body is your body is your instrument. And uh, being fit, to me, always sort of was more uh, leaning towards, you know, aesthetically fit, making sure that I wouldn't, you know, stay in shape. But older I get I don't really care as much on, on you know my my aesthetic physique if I have a six or an eight pack or a ten pack I more care about that you know I do a stretch I do a warm-up I do a cool down I get a proper rest so yeah kind of perception changed a little bit in, in the lockdown especially and uh, but I but I feel much better now doing strictly and being fit and uh, looking after my muscles in a way that I haven't before. Because I hit, I hit 30 this year, and uh, I, know it's, I know it's not a big milestone. I know everyone keeps telling me I'm a baby, but you know, the, the, the change is there nonetheless. Yeah, well will wait till
0: you're over 50. <laughs> <laughs> so you're isolating now in a separate bubble from your partner, Jeanette, um, who's also on Strictly. How are you keeping the relationship going? I mean, what, what, what's going on? How are you? Have you got like video date nights?
1: You know what, Jeanette and I have been together for over ten years. We've pretty much lived and worked together for the, for, for all of those ten years. And uh, so, if if you're gonna ask her that question, she's gonna probably tell you, "Oh, I'm loving it." <laughs> but uh, you know, you know what? Both of us consciously made that sacrifice, and uh, I feel like on the greatest scheme of things. It's a small sacrifice. We both love this show so much. This show gave us, you know, uh, an enormous amount of fun, an enormous amount of pride, and you know, and in and joy through over the last eight years. And uh, you know, it, it is a bit funny and weird not 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 living together. We can see each other on a Friday and Saturday in the studio. Obviously, keeping the two meter distance. And uh, so that's a bit, you know, it's a bit funny. But that must
0: be even weirder when you actually see her, but you can't like touch her. It's actually not as much us. We sort of,
1: we sort of see each other, have a chat, and then we go on with the day. But it's more people that see us doing it. They go, oh look, look at the two of you. You know, <laughs> look at you can't even. But you know. We both love this show. We have two incredible celebrities that we get to dance with this year in Clara and and Harvey with Jeanette doing so well in the competition. But the two of us are so focused, you know, with the job. So at the moment, it's okay because we're so busy, but... If one of us would get to be eliminated and then you know, one of us would have to be at home on, on their own, that's when I think it would get a little bit harder.
0: So you've won Strictly with, uh, with Abby Clancy. Uh, Jeanette hasn't. How competitive are you as a couple?
1: I have won Strictly before with Abby, which was incredible. And I feel like Jeanette is going to win Strictly. Uh, definitely. She's so talented, she has so much. Uh, she has so much creativity in her, and she 's amazing at what she does and it's, i think it 's just a matter of time when she wins strictly as well. you know for all of us pros really winning strictly is it 's an added bonus uh, getting to to the final is something that we all always want to do is you know get right to the end of the competition, get to do all the dances, give the celebrities you know the whole strictly experience from week one to the to the final. But at the end of the day, even if you don't make the final, as long as you get the best out of people, you've, you feel like you got most out of them that they possibly could give on, on that floor. And, uh, you know, for some that is week three, for some that's making it to the final. At the end of the day, as long as I see it, as as long as every celebrity that I've ever danced with on Strictly can say that they've had the best time that's my job done as long as we have fun while 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 we're doing it that's that's the most important thing
0: so who's the best celebrity you've danced with and who would be your dream partner oh that's a question graham i'm never gonna answer <laughs> you know what i've i've been
1: blessed with eight incredible celebrities on 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 my strictly uh you know time so far and uh, all of them Lovely, lovely human beings that were so excited to do strictly and excited to dance. So I've always had the best time, and I make sure that that they have the best time as well. But if I could, if I could have a dream celebrity for the future, if I could do it with Jeanette one year, that would be amazing. <laughs> <That> would <laughs> I think be, you might win. <laughs> I'm I'm sure we will have a little bit of an, ad, an an advantage solely because we know each other a little bit, but. Uh, nothing to do with dancing. We wouldn't have any advantages there whatsoever. But uh, I would, I would love to do, it, to, to do it with Jeanette. Yeah.
0: And now, strictly, has the first ever same-sex couple. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, dancing on Ice did it last year um, with a with a with an all-male partnership, and now we've got Nicola Adams. What are your thoughts on on, on how that has evolved with the dancing that they're doing?
1: The world is evolving. The street is evolving. Dancing on ice is evolving. Uh, and uh, watching Nikolai and Katya perform uh, on that studio floor was was really really special. Uh, Katya is so creative, and uh, I knew she's gonna you know take this, take that opportunity, and you know and, and, and completely run with it. And I'm so gutted for the, for for them that I, that I that I have to be out of the competition. But you know it was amazing to watch, and uh, I'm I'm completely on board with them. It's a, I think it's a step in the right direction,
0: and uh, and I com- I completely second that. Now You mentioned previously that you didn't have a childhood uh, because you started dancing, I think, at five years old. Do you feel that you missed out on anything because of that, or is it is it just become your life? I thought you were gonna ask me now. When is your childhood actually beginning now? <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I, I used to always see it that way that, you know, I missed out on so much. You know how it is when you're, when you're, when you're a teenager and, and your friends in school are sort of, you know, starting to socialize in the late hours and, you know, going to cinemas and whatnot. And uh, that's something that, you know, I, would, I never had time for. My dance school was, was uh, about two hours away from my hometown, so I would make that journey three times a week. On every other day, I would be training in, in, in the local gym or dance studio. Uh, and then every weekend, we would have a dance competition, if not in Slovenia, a, around Europe. So I never really had much of a social life as a youngster and, a, and then a teenager. I never really thought about it, but when I stopped competing, it really hit me. And, uh, and then I really tried to, in about a year, I really tried to make, make up for it <laughs> for, for every single second that was lost yes, I wasn't there for all of those, you know, first time going out, first time going, going to the cinema with your friends. But, you know, I, I get to be dancing on, on the biggest show on television and, uh, because of my sacrifices that I've made as a kid when I was younger. So I think that on a grand scheme of things, uh, I'm not that upset that I missed a couple of outings as a kid. And, uh, yeah, if you,
0: if I put things into perspective, thank God I did it. And how supportive were your parents? Were they were they pushing you or were they kind of the ones the parents who kind of uh, you know gently encourage rather than uh, driving you onwards. Great
1: question because my none of my parents or not, or no one in my, in my family danced or competed in dancing. I signed myself up into a dance school when I was 5 years old so without my my parents knowing. So it was never actually my parents that would be, you know, egging me on. Uh, But the support from them from day one was incredible. Dancing, Latin dancing is one of the most expensive things you can put your kids into. And my parents were sort of finance and support that the whole way through my 13 year career. So everything that I've achieved, uh, all the, you know, won the national championships about, I think it was 19 times, missed one to be 20. And, uh, you know, all those countless trips to Blackpool, to to Denmark, to Ukraine, God knows where. Uh, you know, it was all my parents who were behind. You know, dancing is not, you know, the most marketable sport. There was not many sponsors Time-wise and and financially, I think if it wasn't for my parents, I could have never, could have never, been a competitor. And uh, you know, if if I wasn't a competitor, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able then to go into theater and into TV. So it's all down to them, and it's all down to the support from my from my whole family, really. Uh, and now seeing them now proud, you know, with with me being on on strictly is is the biggest. Uh, feeling of of happiness that i that I ever feel, yeah speaking to my mom straight after every saturday show it's it's it 's the best phone call of the week
0: fantastic, fantastic. you recently uh, talked about suffering from uh, psoriasis um, is this antagonized by stress of performing on strictly or is it something that you can control
1: yeah i 've been diagnosed with psoriasis uh, twelve years ago, and uh, never before I really uh, find the courage or or the reason to. To talk about it i felt like it's such a private something that i that i was so ashamed of in 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 a way even and um it really brought me down it really you know uh brought my self-esteem down but especially through this lockdown i um uh, i i reevalued that a little bit and then realized that there are so many people that that i even i know that that suffer from it that suffer from a similar skin condition and um would get even more worried and frustrated because of it and uh solely for because of that i figured that if i talk about it and if i you know say that i that it's happening to me as well it might make someone else feel a little bit better about themselves and i and i solely believe that only people that have it people that suffer from it uh notice it as much as we do people that that don't you know uh that don't put focus on it you you wouldn't sometimes even see it, and the reaction from uh, from my interview that I that I did on the Morning Live was incredible. How many people reached out to me, uh, shared their their stories, giving me advice on what what creams or to use or what food not to eat, and I feel like that that was really the the sole reason why I would go out and talk about it. It still gets bad, you know. You still have some some things that trigger it. But uh, I don't care half as much as I used to about it and anymore, you know. I stressed about it for so long, uh, you know, working on on TV, being exposed physically like that, and then having, you know, a skin condition. It doesn't help in any way, shape, or form. But then me stressing about it makes it even worse. But because I wasn't stressing about my skin anymore and my and about so many other things, my skin got better, and uh, which is uh, which is amazing, really. Uh, because in one hand I'm I'm the most stressed I've ever been, and then on the other hand I'm kind of more the most at peace that I've been specifically with this psoriasis, and uh, I do hope that one day there is going to be a cream or a a pill that people take and it's gonna and it's gonna it's gonna make it go away, but I know that we have bigger fish to fry at the moment. So, but I do hope that one day um, there is something done about that and uh, and people can you know get on with their lives, and uh, not worrying about a, a red patch on their skin.
0: It's now time to talk a little bit about the L word, lockdown. Um, how was your health and fitness affected by the lockdown earlier this year, The lockdown number one? I, I kind of took that really uh, odd,
1: uh, I think, take on lockdown that I, I would say most people did. I didn't do anything, Graham. I, I literally did not do anything. Jeanette got... Jeanette made herself really busy from right from the beginning. She would teach classes. She would do a party ballet in the morning and then another class and then a talk every day. So she had a really, really good routine, a really good schedule. And I kind of, because the tour just got canceled, last twenty nine nineteen. I had one week off and not even that's sort of a whole week. It broken into days. I had literally seven or eight days off in a whole year. So I really... I was really struggling towards the end of 2019. So when our tour in 2020 got canceled, I really just said, you know what? I'm gonna take this opportunity and do nothing. So I switched off my phone for about a month. I really sort of switched off mentally and physically. And uh, the only thing that I would go do is go on, on a walk every single day just to get some air. So Jeanette and I stayed um, in, in this flat for, for, for months. And uh, as I said before, we we have lived together for 10 years, but we've always worked as well. So it was interesting to, to, you know, to learn about the dynamic of the two of us just being at home, not doing much. But I didn't, you know, I would sort of keep fit. I wouldn't eat too much, so I wouldn't gain too much weight. But, you know, I obviously did put on a little bit, but, you know.
0: Getting back to... Um uh, keeping fit we're going to break this next section down into into two clear sections uh, body and soul um, obviously your fitness regime right now is, is based around dancing but if you were not dancing what would you do to keep fit what would be your kind of go-to exercise that isn't dance
1: I was never big on, on going to the gym a couple of guys on the show I really really love it they go I know Gorka loves working out in the gym he actually has a little one at home now as well But I do love a bit of TRX. I feel like for what I do, um, your body weight exercises are, are the best exercises you can do.
0: For the uninitiated, can you just explain what TRX is? DRX, it's a
1: uh, exercise you can buy uh, pretty much anywhere these days. And uh, you put it at the back of your door. It has a little handle that gets stuck on the top of the door. And then you have two, imagine two strings coming down with two handles on on each of those strings. And you basically can use your body weight to lift yourself up, to push away from it. You can put your legs in those strings. You can do some crunches. You can do some burpees. Oof. Limitless.
0: And then what about your, what about mind and soul? Uh, is there anything that you do specifically to, to kind of either de-stress or um, to make yourself feel better? I did a little bit of a meditation with Jeanette because
1: she, she started doing it through lockdown. And uh, it, she, she really loves it. She really enjoys it. And I did a couple of times, I did it a couple of times with her and I was really struggling to get through it. And then yoga, because I'm one of the most unflexible people you can ever meet. Everyone sort of really always has this perception that us dancers are extremely flexible. Yes, girls mainly really are, but us boys are really not. And uh, I, I'm struggling to touch my toes. I can, you know, I have. You do exercises of flexibility that sort of that work with the dancing, but I wouldn't sort of do splits just because on a
0: you know on a on a sunny. Uh, Tuesday afternoon. Finally, on this section, uh, they say you are what you eat. How important is your diet? Obviously, you've got to keep trim, uh, but then also you need energy. So what do you eat when you're you're training and performing?
1: I always try not to eat too late in in the day. So that's my only food regime that I would be, you know, really, really strict on is after six, seven or eight o'clock, if I have a late day at work, I wouldn't eat. I will have loads of little little meals throughout the day, so so I keep fueled and I and I keep the energy up. Uh, Cause then as well, if I have a big meal in the middle of the day, then I can't really train it straight after for a couple of hours. So it's a bit counterproductive. So I will have small meals through the day, not eat too late, and then because of my psoriasis, I don't really eat much dairy anyway. Uh, alcohol triggers it as well, so I so I cut that down. So I try to be healthy. Yes, for the dancing and then for my skin as well. So, you know, uh, juggling between those two, I ended up having this kind of healthy lifestyle when it gets to food, uh, which I never really planned on. I always used to enjoy a lovely little burger uh, after shows and, uh, you know, a little pizza here and there, but uh, it's kind of becoming less and less, but solely because of listening to my body more than anything. Uh, I feel like if I eat too late, then I wake up tired. And then, you know, I can't have as as productive day as I would wish.
0: So it's time to shift gear now and move on to the decathlon section of the podcast. It's one of the toughest athletic contests out there, made famous by Daley Thompson. But hopefully these questions won't be quite as tough. So this is it. The decathlon brought to you by decathlon. So let's go for it. I think I, I think I know the answer to the first one. Question one, what's your exercise of choice? DRX. Do you work out alone or with friends? With my wife. What time of day do you prefer to exercise? Well, if it gets to dancing, pretty much all day every day. What's the best thing about exercise? It's the sense of accomplishment, the sense
1: of a feeling that you've put your, your, your body through, through, through something that is gonna, gonna make it better. And uh, you know, when, when muscles are burning, you, when, it, when it's happening, you hate it, but when, it, when, they, when they don't burn, you miss it. How do you refuel after a workout? With a good rest, with a good rest, for sure. Loads of water, and, uh, but I think the main thing is sleep. I love my sleep. How do you relax? Uh, Netflix. <laughs> What's the hardest thing about keeping fit? It's, it's staying on top of your ability, of your readiness, you know, making sure that your body is, is on a constant go and you give it enough rest, like I said, give it enough fuel. I think that's the hardest thing.
0: And how do you maintain motivation?
1: I think it's all, all in your head really, isn't it? We can, we can achieve wonders with our, with our bodies as long as we, we, we put our mind to it. There is this famous quote from a from an incredible dance teacher that you know dancing specifically is 95% physical and 5% mental but that 5% rules the other 95.
0: And top fitness secret
1: dance just dance it's it's the best form of exercising you do it without knowing you're doing it with someone you like or even love you're dancing to a music that that you've enjoyed and uh, you, you, you start
0: sweating and using muscles that you've never
1: even knew that, that existed.
0: And final question, uh, it's Saturday night. How do you kick back and relax? I love
1: taking Jeanette for a nice little dinner. And uh, if not that, the two of us, whenever we get a chance, we now stay home and uh, put on a lovely movie. We both love watching films. And uh, FaceTime with my sister, with, with, with my little niece and my family. I think that would be the ideal uh, Saturday night now.
0: So a huge thank you to my guest this week, Aliash Skoranec. But before we go, um, out of all the things we've talked about, Aliash, is there any one key message for health and fitness for the listeners? You know, more than ever, I
1: feel loving ourselves and loving what we do and loving what we can do and can't do, it doesn't matter. It's more important than ever. I feel like the whole world is changing uh, daily. Uh, no one really knows what, what it's gonna be like when, when you know, the lockdowns end and, and, and the virus uh, finally goes away. So, you know, love yourself, make sure that you look after yourself Stay healthy and uh, and keep
0: dancing. Brilliant. Thank you very much for joining me and thank you all for listening. Thank you very much. Good luck with training, Graham. Good luck with training. Thank you, Aliash, again. And thank you all for listening. The Power of 10 was brought to you by Decathlon. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode.